We welcome you inside the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Tonight, we take the time to head to Sparta. Stop off here in Cookville. We'll go to Gainesboro, Jamestown, Crossville, and McMinnville. All that tonight and Livingston as well here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. We begin inside the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders right here in Cookville. A check-in with Cookville Cavaliers head coach Taylor Hennigan, who's actually kicked up and kicked back with his family, coming off a massive upset win of Gallatin. The Cavaliers are in their bye week, but what did that win over Gallatin mean? How much easier has it made the bye week? And what are the bye week plans? Here's Coach Taylor Hennigan. And Coach, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. I have been excited for this talk for days because your team goes on the road last Friday night, does what so many people did not expect them to be able to do, pulls out a win 26-23 on the road at Gallatin. Before we get into the X's and O's or anything else, a couple days removed now from it, what is the emotion? How proud are you of your guys? Yeah, extremely proud. Um, You know, really just happy for a a group of seniors that have made the decision to you know, try to take our program to the next level. And something that we talked about all week was, you know, what kind of legacy do you want to leave? Um, you have an opportunity to to kind of get us into the, the top half or at least competitive with the top teams in our region and see, you know, kind of where we stack up. And um, another really good week of, of preparation. And, you know, again, we told them all week it's going to be a battle. It's going to be four quarters. It's not going to be um, certainly not easy, but we really felt like we had an opportunity to go to go compete with a really good team and just very, very proud of, of the coaches and the players, um, particularly our seniors um, that have kind of gotten us to this point. You and me also talked a whole lot about the focus level last week. Coming out for the White County game, uh, going into that game against Lebanon, uh, the emotional high that kind of carried over. You weren't able to play your best this week or that past, I guess this past week now. Uh, you, you focused. The guys were focused. They understood the assignment. What does that mean to you as a coach to see this group of seniors lead by example and, and stay focused on the prize ahead, go out there and execute? Yeah, it's big. You know, we talk about it. It's one thing to to try to talk about it. It's one thing to try to instill some of that belief um, in our team, which has been a process since the first day I got here. Um, But to see it, you know, kind of come to fruition and culmination on the field last week was, was really cool. And, and uh, you know, again, kind of talking back the last few weeks after, after Lebanon, a very disappointing night, um, really disappointing week, but, since then, you know, since then, even with the Mount Juliet game and a result that that didn't go, you know, the way that we wanted, but even starting that week, um, kind of a different mindset. And you know, even even that Mount Juliet game, they were in a in a way felt felt proud of of the way that we bounced back, even though we didn't get the result. Um, but a small part of me was was pleased with some of the, the, the steps that we took to improve. Um, that week and and I told them before the Gallatin game I said I I don't I don't want to feel good about just going and playing well Um, I want to go win you know and I really felt like um, the message from all of our coaches and and 
really just the feeling of our team was, you know, let's go win a game. Let's not just feel good about playing well against a good team. Let's find a way to win. So, um, again, just, just really, really proud of them. And, um, you know, now, you know, now I think we can expect to, if we play well, really expect to win. Um, cause you do it there, you know, first time in a long time, uh, you beat Gallatin and, and you do it against a very well coached team. Um, there's no reason that we shouldn't have that confidence going forward. Yeah. Your defense shows up against a really talented prototypical quarterback oh what was your defense doing so well to put him, to make him uncomfortable to force turnovers I, I believe the stat line was coming into the game he had like 18 touchdowns and only one interception on the year and your defense is able to make him highly uncomfortable what were you guys doing that worked so well yeah trying to mix it up and and kind of keep them off balance a little bit um you know we gave up a long touchdown pass uh in the first quarter because we weren't really aligned properly and, and didn't obviously didn't play very well technique um, and, and kind of felt like we gave them one uh, again a good throw and a, and a good catch and a really good couple of really good players but we didn't really feel like we made them earn it for sure um, missed a gap on a blitz and they they hit us on a long run um, and so you know our message in the first quarter was you know we got to make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to do and and if we do that we felt like you know our defensive line has really played well the last last few weeks and didn't feel like we got pushed around against a very good offensive line a physical group um they got some physical runners uh but really just trying to keep keep uh aggressive stay aggressive keep them kind of guessing where we're coming from and, and what we're doing we mixed mixed some soft coverage with with some you know zero blitzes or or just three deep two under six man blitzes so we were just mixed our stuff and you know got lucky on a, a couple of fumbles and, and turnovers made a really good play Blake made a really good play on an interception and uh, I think just that that mixing looks and continuing to stay aggressive um, certainly helped you know kind of put some confusion in, in the quarterback's mind so that was awesome to see. Well, I don't think the bye week could have come at a better time for you guys coming off of this win. A whole lot of confidence, but now you get to go into the bye week with that confidence, with this mindset, this kind of new cultural mindset. What are the things you're emphasizing during the bye week? Obviously, I'm going to assume a whole lot of it is get away from football, rest, relax, but what are some of the things maybe when you get back together that you're going to emphasize with your team? Yeah, I think Again, cleaning up some of our um, pre-snap stuff defensively. I think we've got to be a little more sound there. But, yeah, you hit on, hit on it. Just try to rest, mentally rest, physically rest. Um, we'll do some voluntary stuff throughout this week. Uh, we'll come back in Sunday and, and get an extra practice in for, for our Lincoln County game. But, um, you know, there's certainly things that we've got to improve on that, that we did not play perfectly by any means. Um, goal line and short yardage offense being one, um, perimeter blocking again being one, but um, a lot to work on for sure. But um, it definitely comes at a good time, and it's always it's always easier to enjoy that break when you come off a big win. Cookville Cavaliers head coach Taylor Hennigan. We hope he has a wonderful fall break, spend some time with the family, and that the Cavaliers rest up and get healthy because coming off that win over Gallatin, they are right back in the mix in so many ways. 
for a postseason run. When we come back, we'll head just up Highway 111. We'll check in with Curtis Beatty and White County out in Sparta on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders, we return now to the high school playbook and we go from Cookville up Highway 111 to Sparta to check in with the White County Warriors and head coach Curtis Beatty, who finally got back in the win column. We began the interview by asking him just that. Coach Beatty... What was it like to get back in the win column after struggling for several weeks in very, very close ball games? Well, anytime you win it's a, in high school football, it doesn't matter who you play or where the game's played or anything. Uh, a win's a win is a win. You know what I'm saying? We just, our kids are excited to get back in the win column. Uh, they've, they've worked their tails off, been in ball games, came up close, and just finally to cross the finish line and uh, look up the scoreboard and see your team ahead of the other team is uh, a huge boost. It also obviously is a huge boost considering you were sitting at 0-3 in region play. You had talked about how you still had a lot in front of you with three region games left going into last Friday night. What does it mean for you guys to pick up that first region win and give yourselves a chance here down the stretch with two more region games left? Well, it's huge. That's what we, we continue to tell our kids uh, through the, the rough spell there. We just got to keep keep digging, keep getting better as a, as a team, and, and keep fighting and, and keep going towards the direction we want to go because we still have an opportunity. That opportunity is right there in front of us. We just got to be the ones that reach out and grab it. Uh, now, is it going to be an easy task? No, absolutely not. And we I think we may need a little help there when you look at it on the outside, but we can only control what we can control. And we got CAK this week, and we're going to control that and, and move on from there. Yeah, I look forward to talking to you here in a moment about CAK, but I do want to look back at this Cumberland County game in one more aspect, and that is uh, win or lose this season, uh, you hadn't put up more than about 30, than 35 points, 41 on the board there against Cumberland County. What was working so well that you guys were able to find the end zone for a 40-plus pointer? Well, uh, I think Demarius Dallas had two uh, pretty good weeks in a row at running back, and and when you get a running back that can stretch the defense and, and help us out, help Trip out, it opens up those running lanes for Trip. Uh, and then, of course, Trip's going to do what Trip does. Uh, he had a big first half, uh, and you know, just kids, kids making plays. The offensive line played really well uh, in spurts, and and it's just an overall offensive effort. But I thought. I thought Demarius has uh, really stepped in that running back role and really has changed the dynamic of our offense. You mentioned it, CAK coming up on Friday night. This is a team in their wins has scored fifty plus points in their losses. Uh, you know, so right around eight to twelve. Do have one game at the beginning of the year with twenty four. But point is, uh, this is a team that's capable of a lot or capable of being uh, slowed down almost to a crawl. What do you guys have to do on Friday night? To make it an eight or twelve point performance versus a you know fifty plus point performance. Uh, well, <laughs> I, first thing we got to do is we just got to make sure we got all their their guys accounted for. Uh, they they go fast. Uh, they're on the ball and they're moving formations around. So as long as we're we're keeping guys accounted for then and, and don't give up big home run plays, that that'll go a long way in that process of keeping them at that lower end of that total. Uh, the other thing is we just got to play team defense. We got to continue to run to the ball and and block or block, tackle well and and break on balls in the secondary. They like to throw the ball around, so 
when it's in the air, we got to try to get it out of the air. Head coach Curtis Beatty, White County Warriors. Coach, uh, coming up after CAK, obviously you're going to have your bye week. Final question before I let you go. I know you're concentrated on CAK uh, for certain, but what are the what is the thought to you know what are the plans for the bye week coming up after CAK? Well, uh, we'll we'll give those kids a few days off because um, we got a full blown bye week, and then then it's uh, get right back into region play with a big game with the Cap County, which is a must win for us if we want to try to reach the playoffs. You heard it there, a must win for White County, the Warriors, and head coach Curtis Beatty coming up on Friday night. When we come back, we go back up Highway 111, we pass through Cookville, we head out to Livingston to check in in the Wildcat Den with head coach Matten Hauser and what is a must, must, must win for the Wildcats if they want to have any hope of making a remote playoff appearance. It's making County and the Wildcats. We'll talk about it when we return inside the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. We began in Cookville. We went up Highway 111 to Sparta. Now we come back through Cookville up Highway 111 and head to Livingston on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Time to check in with head coach Matt and Hauser as the Wildcats prepare to host Macon County tomorrow night, a special Thursday edition of Wildcat football on WLIV. Coverage will begin at 6.15. Right now, though, it's time to preview the matchup with head coach Matt and Hauser here is the Wildcats alumni and head coach. Coach, right off the top, I mean, the easy question is a short week uh, coming off the game against Stone Memorial on Friday night. Uh, what was the sped-up schedule? How did you get everything kind of uh, sped up, put the guys on a schedule, and feel like you're going to be prepared for Thursday? Well, it's difficult, especially when you have someone like Macon County coming in. They're 6-1, and one, only loss being to – Upman 14-10 in a game they could have very easily won. Uh, one of the better teams in the district, you know, you could have 10 days to prepare, and it's still tough to prepare for Macon. Um, so we basically had to do away with Monday. Monday's typically a walk-through day. We didn't, we weren't able to walk through. We had to just move everything up a day. So Monday becomes a typical Tuesday. Tuesday's a typical Wednesday. Um, and you just got to try to get as much stuff in as possible. And you got to you got to mix that in on Monday with the JV game as well. They played the last JV game of the week or the year. Um, so there's a lot of moving parts into it. It's not ideal, but you know they're in the same situation we are. Uh, every team across the state or the majority of the teams across the state has to play one Thursday game a year due to official shortage, and this just happens to be ours. So we'll make the most of it. Kids have done a really good job of focusing in and having a good week of practice. Uh, JV did a really good job. They they finished their season um, four and one in JV games, but they played the majority of, of a couple other games. So you know they really, you know you could say five or, or six and one on the season with them. So that's a big deal for our future, and we're super proud of those guys. What does Macon do that you guys have to try to key on? What are some things you've maybe seen on film or walked through, talked through with the guys? So I mean they're just extremely well coached. We I've known Coach Shoulders for years. Uh, he does. Tremendous job, puts a lot of time and effort into their program. They do things the right way. Um, offensively, what they do is is a lot of misdirection, a lot of motions, a lot of quick hitters. Uh, defensively, we just have to be set and ready to go. And you know, you you hear the saying, "Keep your cleats in the ground and be ready to play." And that's that's the truth when you're playing somebody like Macon. You know, they've got Gabe Borders coming back, who's. Um, was a Mr. Football finalist last week, or I'm sorry, last year, but 
along with him, they've got several other players that can really hurt you as well. So you can't just focus on one kid and say, hey, we're going to take this kid away. Coach Shoulders does a great job of changing everything up. You know, defensively, they line up and play a physical brand of football. Um, you know, bring a lot of pressure, put put pressure on the offense to do things correctly and execute. And they're just a tough opponent. They've been really good for the last several years. Um, and this year, they're as good as they've been in the last couple of years. Obviously, you've got Macon County between now and then. But, uh, you know, what what are the plans for the bye week? What's the, the rest going to look like for the guys? Obviously, coming at probably a really critical point in the year. So this time of year, uh, as soon as we play Thursday night, we will give the players uh, Friday off and then the entire following week. Uh, so during fall break, we let them go on vacation, let them get some time off mentally, physically. It's been a long grind. When you when you throw in that you start in January, and from January to this point, we've really only had two or three weeks off, um, counting the dead period in the last week of school. That's the only time they've had off. They've either been in a weight room, they've been at, on the practice field, they've been playing games. So. Um, We'll give them a week off, let them recover, and then we'll come back and have a two-game season at the end of that and trying to make a run at you know, the postseason. But um, all of that starts with how we play on Thursday night, and we just need to take care of business. Taking care of business. That is the Wildcats' outlook for tomorrow night. Again, coverage will begin at 6.15 on 101.9 AM 920 WLIV. Kickoff at around 7 o'clock for Macon at Livingston Academy. That was head coach. Matt Hauser, Wildcats head coach, talking to us about that possibility, right? The chance that they could maybe sort of kind of sneak their way into the postseason if they were to win this ball game. They gotta win the ball game first. And as you heard earlier from head coach Taylor Hennigan at Cookville, uh, your bye week and your fall break go a lot better when you're coming off a big win. We'll see if they can do it right now. We gotta take another break. When we come back, we'll go just over couple state highways stop off in Gainesboro on our way on our way out of Livingston this is the high school playbook built by mountain barn builders up Salina highway and across highway 56 I do believe it is a state highway as we go from Livingston to Gainesboro on the high school playbook built by mountain barn builders Jackson County winners of two of their last three ball games but the level of competition cranks up royally This week, as they take on Smith County in our Game of the Week on Sports Radio 104.7. Coverage will begin right around 640 or 645 on Friday night. Make sure that you are tuned in right now. Tune in, perk those ears up, as it is Jackson County head coach Sean Loftus talking about what it means to him that his team was able to win two of their last three, but also what it means to know that the level of competition does, in fact, Crank up rather drastically. Coach, obviously winners of two of your last three. A little bit of confidence building here for the Blue Devils. What's the vibe? What's the feeling kind of around the guys as we obviously uh, approach a a really tough week this week? Well, I mean, anytime you get a win, uh, typically Monday practice is is a little bit, um, you know, I guess the spirits are up and things like that. So I mean, which is always good. I mean, I thought we had a, uh, you know, a pretty good first day this week, and uh, uh, and uh, you know we're we're we got a big task ahead of us. You know, Smith County's a a good football team, well coached. But uh, my biggest thing is, and, and and our message to our kids is just play it, play every snap as hard as you can go for as many snaps as you can go, and and in the end we'll see how it all turns out. 
Yeah, you look back at these last three games, like I said, winners of two of your last three, but that one kind of jammed in the middle against Trousdale really got away from you kind of quick. It was incredibly physical. What from uh, that game can you kind of learn and carry into this week in a game that you would assume is probably going to be just as physical and just as difficult to task? Right, you know, and that was the that was the message at halftime of that Trousdale County game was, you know, I, you know, I guess as you could say, we kind of got at them a little bit, and uh, I was pretty upset with uh, with the lack of, uh, you know, effort, the lack of physicality, lack of wanting to. It seemed like some of them didn't even want to be there, that type of thing. However, you know, we get another opportunity this week to kind of you know, show what our character's made of and, um, you know, and just uh, just play each and every snap because you're only guaranteed so many games per year. And then, you know, for these seniors, I mean, they're guaranteed three more games. And, you know, and if we can somehow, some way, uh, get a couple of wins in their last three ball games, I mean, with all three of them being, uh, uh, you know, region games, I mean, we still have an outside chance. Uh, but, uh, you know, you know, we also understand that, you know, Smith County is a good football team. Um, and so, but, you know, we can only control what we can control. And, you know, we got to come out and play each and every snap. Uh, we got to execute both offensively and defensively. And then, you know, when it's, when it's all said and done, we got to make plays and, um, we got to, we got to play with a, with a chip on our shoulder with, uh, and a physicality that, uh, you know, that to, to match in, uh, Smith County's. What can you take away on the flip side of that from winning two of your last three? How do you kind of carry some of the momentum you've built up over the last two, three weeks into the game on Friday night? Uh, just playing with a more confidence. I think, you know, that they, uh, over the last couple of weeks, I, f- I feel like, you know, we have gained some confidence in, in, uh, in what we're doing. And, uh, and, and, you know, we've got a couple of guys back. I think we're, we're kind of at, a full capacity now at 22. Uh, so, you know, we're, uh, you know, I just hope that, um, you know, we just come out Friday and, uh, and, and like I said, execute. That's our biggest thing. You know, we, uh, we can, tr- we can only control what we can control. And I've said that already, but I mean, that's the truth. I mean, we, you know, uh, we've got to come out and execute our game plan on both sides of the ball and, um, you know, uh, and just play as hard as we can play, uh, in order to, uh, you know, to match, to match Smith County. I mean, um, my kids have got, you know, they know what's, you know, what's at stake and, uh, uh, you know, it's another home game, another chance to play at home. Um, and, uh, you know, we got fall break next week, so we got a, a week to, to kind of get over all of our bumps and bruises and stuff like that. And, uh, so uh, I just hope that we come out and, and play well and, uh, uh, you know, this coming Friday. Is there any kind of message to say like, hey, guys, after Friday night, a week off, a week to get healthy, a week to feel better. So you're able to give a little extra, put a little more physically out there on Friday night, knowing you have a week to rest afterwards? Oh, no doubt. I mean, I feel like that, uh, that should, that's going to be the message is, you know, you've got to give me everything that you've got, uh, and then some, because it's going to take that, uh, to compete and win a ball game against a very talented Smith County team, uh, that's, you know, probably got, uh, 
over twice the amount of kids on uh, on on their roster, probably three times the amount of kids on their rosters as we have on ours. But uh, you know, we got to give everything. Everybody, all twenty-two have got to give everything that they have come Friday. Um, and like you say, I mean, we got a week to get over it, a uh, week to heal up. Uh, you know, just a, a week away because that's. <laughs> You know, they need to get away from me, and I probably need to get away from them just as equally. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but uh, you know, we're, uh, you know, it's. I just hope that we can. We got a scratch and claw for every yard, and that we can that we can muster come Friday night. Head coach Sean Loftus, Blue Devils football over at Jackson County. Uh, coach, final question before we let you go here. Uh, what is the uh, the kind of the confidence you're able to have when a lot of coaches will tell you you want to be playing your best football late? You don't really know who you are until you get later into the season. So what's the feeling knowing that you guys are now probably at full strength, you're healthy, you're playing some of your best football, and now you get three region games versus having to play two or three early in the season? Right. I mean, I, I I agree with it totally. I mean, playing these lot of young kids, I mean, by now their freshmen are no longer freshmen. Uh, you know, they've played several ball games and, you know, in some of these games where we, you know, we've had several guys, uh, uh, injured or stuff. I mean, we've, I mean, it's always been, our motto has been next guy up. And, you know, for, for us, I mean, it's some of these guys have got to learn, you know, two or three positions uh each week on alignments and assignments and and that's pretty tough i mean it's uh uh it's you know it's tough on us to be able to be like okay you know let's go you know this kid we got to figure out who because you know injuries are going to happen you know you're going to get bumps and going to get bruises and so you'd rather you've got to make sure that you know everything is kind of took care of and uh that way if if somebody does go down, you know, their backup understands and that backup might be playing or is probably playing another position, uh, but who's the best player for that has got to be the next one up. So we try to make sure that, you know, everybody, uh, you know, knows and understands about two or three different positions on both sides of the ball. That way, you know, we've got everything took care of from that aspect of, to the best of our ability, not necessarily going to know, you know, all uh, you know, all the assignments or you know blitzes or fronts or whatever. But you know, for the most part, they're going to understand our base package and and what what's expected of them. I, and you know, I just hope we come out and play hard. We compete. Um, and uh, you know, when it's all said and done, I mean, if, as long as we give everything that we can give, uh, you know, I'm, no matter the outcome, you know, I'm going to be I'm going to be happy and proud of them. Jackson County Blue Devils head coach Sean Loftus as they prepare for our game of the week on Friday night. Jackson County taking on Smith County in Gainesboro should be a knockdown drag out fight. That's a rivalry in several other sports as I'm sure many of you know. So certainly going to be a bit of a rivalry on Friday night. Again, Jackson County head coach Sean Loftus when we come back. Well, I'm not sure where we head. Could be McMinnville, could be Crossville, or could be Jamestown on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. McMinnville, that is where we will head next on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders via the route through Baxter up the interstate and through a beautiful national park. We stop in DeKalb County to check in with head coach Steve Trapp 
And the Tigers, who have had an up-and-down year, started 0-2, then went on a three-game winning streak, now 0-2 in their last two. You'll hear Steve Trapp in the interview discuss how, ah, man, hoping we can go on another three-game winner right here down the back stretch in three critical ball games. DeKalb County is all region the rest of the way, all region games, that is. Here's Tigers head coach Steve Trapp. Coach Trapp, obviously uh, kind of a bit of a, an up-and-down season. You start 0-2, go on a three-game winning streak, now back-to-back kind of tough losses to two really good teams in Stone and Macon. Uh, three games left, though, on the schedule. Kind of what's just what's the feeling with kind of the inconsistency, the up-and-down vibe here as we approach the final three ball games? Well, I mean, we just had some really quality opponents. I think that, uh, you know, we've had our shot in every game that we've played in. Uh, you know, so just, you know, critical moments in the game. Sometimes we make those plays. Sometimes we don't. Uh, it's the nature of the sport. Uh, like I said, you just got to show up the next week, continue to work. You know, we started 0-2, went on a three-game winner. We're 0-2 again. Maybe we go on a three-game winner again and, uh, <clears throat> you know, gain a lot of momentum here at the end. But, you know, really, we're focused on this week. Uh, you know, we, we're in a situation where you know we have to take care of business in order to even have an opportunity to prolong our season. So that's really where our focus is right now. Yeah, down the stretch here. I mean, certainly it it really started two weeks ago against Stone, but uh, you guys are backloaded in region games. They are <laughs> all mattering. They all play a massive role. Uh, what is the message, right, to your team after starting now 0-2 in region play but knowing you've been in every ball game? Well, I mean, it started off being, uh, you know, having the opportunity to be at the top of the region and, you know, trying to stay there. Now it's okay. Let's, uh, you know, let's make sure that we finish up in the top four uh, so that we can continue our season and get into the playoffs. And, uh, you know, like I said a moment ago, we have to do that this week in order for that to even be a situation that we can look forward to. Uh, so that's where all of our direction or our focus is directed at at this moment. Focused heavily as well on the Jets, Cumberland County on Friday night. Uh, a, a team that a lot of coaches will tell you record doesn't necessarily reflect how talented they are, how good uh, they can be. What do the Jets do that you guys have to kind of key on this week? All right, well, definitely. I mean, their guys, they play extremely hard. You know, me and Coach Trapp was uh, actually in college together and played baseball, so we go back a long ways, have a lot of respect for, you know, what he's doing there and the work that you can tell on film is, you know, is starting to show up. So, again, it's, uh, you know, just like every week, uh, you know, just up to the challenge of making sure that we can do our alignment, our assignment on all phases of the football game and that we're aware of the potential of the things that they can do. And then just make sure that, uh, you know, we're disciplined enough to do our part so that we have an opportunity to be successful in the end. A lot of people also heard you uh, the last time we talked. You mentioned getting back Malachi Trapp, right? Thought he was lost for the year, able to get him back on the field for a critical three, four game stretch here uh, down the back half. What is the update? How much more comfortable is he feeling this week versus last? Because I know it can take, even when you're healthy, yeah. a week, two weeks, three weeks, to get back into really football shape, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's something that, you know, he's working at and we're putting him through it. Uh, you know, he's made an impact in every game that he's been back in. You know, even at Stone, you know, playing receiver, playing running back, putting him wherever we need to, 
you know, to put him to potentially be able to make plays. That was kind of our thought going into the season. So we're still working towards that, you know, getting him back up to speed 100%. But, uh, you know, for our team, he's somebody that can be a difference maker and it enhances the play uh, and the opportunities of everybody that's around him. Head coach Steve Trapp to Cab County Tiger football. Uh, coach, before I let you go, I feel like I know the answer to the question, but I'm gonna, <laughs> a- but I'm gonna ask it because it's you know it's part of what I do. Mm-hmm. How do you keep the team this week from looking ahead to a matchup at White County with a guy like Trip Pinion, or even worse, looking ahead to that nice little undefeated number one ranking next to Upperman at the end of the year? Well, I mean, we understand what's in front of us, uh, but if you get caught looking ahead, then you're going to miss the opportunity in the moment that's right here in front of you. So, like we always say, you know, like I said, it's it's about following the process, you know, taking it one week and one opponent at a time. Like I said, if we don't do what we are capable of doing this week, then, you know, nothing else will really matter. Uh, I mean, it'll matter, but not to the point of where we can extend our season, and that's something that we want to continue to do, so... You know, we've not kept it a secret where these guys are as far as region standings and their opportunities and, and what they have lost, but what is still out there for them. But at the end of the day, it's still a football game that they have to show up to, uh, prepare for, and, and play their, their absolute best in order to have a shot. Tigers head coach Steve Trapp, as DeKalb County knows what sits in front of them, but certainly also understands it's one week at a time beginning on Friday night, it's the Tigers here on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders, we come back now on the High School Playbook and take a trip to Crossville, where we check in with Stone Memorial Panthers head coach Derek Samber, coming off a big win over Livingston Academy, uh, not a win in which the Panthers played their best. Multiple turnovers, over 100 yards worth of penalties. Derek Samber was unhappy, to say the least, on Saturday after the ball game with his team's mistakes, and he understands the margin of error in the next three weeks is much smaller against not better competition, but certainly and possibly more disciplined competition. Here's head coach Derek Samber. Coach, a big win on Friday night against Livingston Academy. Of course, one of your biggest tests coming up really in the all, all three of your next ball games. We'll, of course, concentrate on York here in a minute. But a question I neglected to ask you on Saturday that I totally meant to, and so I'll do it now. Uh, senior night was this past Friday night. Uh, just in general, what has this specific group of seniors meant to this team when you start to look at it and see names like Nick Osmond and, and Bear and, and uh, Brady and so on and so forth? Great group, uh, Colin. Uh, means a lot to me personally. Have meant a lot to the program. I think they've really raised the standard for Stone football. Um, have put together winning seasons since their sophomore year. Um, and, you know, it was senior night. It was their last home regular season game. Uh, we hope, and uh, we know over the course of these next three games, uh, that there's opportunity, possibility, of, of having a home playoff game. So that's kind of the goal for them. Uh, but in terms of what they mean to the program, they, it's a great group. You know, they came in, uh, their freshman year was, was fall of 2020, fall of COVID. Uh, and so they've seen a lot. They've, they've been through a lot. It's been an unorthodox high school career, but uh, they've certainly shown they can persevere. Yeah, you mentioned it right there. Uh, Friday night, oddly enough, their last home game in their regular season, that is, hoping for a home playoff game. But as you sit back and look at the schedule and don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but 
just looking at it, what is seeing York, Upperman, Macon County in your next three games, your last three games, all three on the road, does that sort of change any sort of mindset knowing you've got to go three consecutive games <laughs> with a bye week in between on the road? You know, uh, um, it, it doesn't. I think our kids like playing on the road. I know this group likes to compete, and they've got some really tough challenges ahead of them. Uh, that's that's nothing that they're not aware of. Uh, I think York is the number two team in the polls in 2A. Um, I think Upperman's the number two team in 4A currently. Uh, and then, of course, Macon County's had our numbers for years, and, and I think they're in the top ten of the polls and uh, a lot on the line in that game. But, uh, yeah, it's it's certainly one at a time, Colin. You know, we actually have uh, York this Friday and then a bye week. So um, on the calendar, Upperman's quite a bit down the road. Uh, that doesn't take away from that what that game means. Uh, but it's certainly uh, we can only control, prepare for, and deal with the York game this week. Yeah, absolutely, and it's going to be quite a game. We'll talk – X's and O's in it here in just a moment but we talked on Saturday about having to clean up a lot of the issues you had in the Livingston Academy win of course everything's easier or at least a little bit better you feel a little bit better after a W but coming back on Monday what was the emphasis on penalties and on turnovers trying to get those cleaned up knowing in these next three games you can't do that or you're probably walking away with an L. Yeah, the margin for error, uh, I think Livingston, their coaches are doing a great job. They've got some really good ball players, but uh, the margin for error uh, is non-existent against York. And so uh, I think we had uh, five penalties in the second half that extended drives for Livingston. Uh, maybe some of those are beyond our control. Uh, and then two big turnovers, uh, and those guys know who they are, and they knew it when it happened. But certainly taking ownership of that and emphasizing ball security this week because it's uh, enough to beat us against a good York team. Against a very good York team as you head to Jamestown on Friday night. Uh, you could say York does everything well, but what are some of the things you're really keying on that you've seen on film uh, that you guys are going to have to work on if you plan on walking out of Jamestown with a W? Yeah, you know, the the number one thing is that's going to be an intense, hostile atmosphere. Um, they're a physical football team, and we're going to have to be there and ready to match that. You know, uh, you said they do everything well, and they do, but that's what it starts with is physicality, intensity, uh, and us being able to match that and that aggression up front. Defensively, how do you prepare for a team that if you've watched, if anyone has watched them this year, uh, they can really spread you all the way out 53 yards across the field, or they can drop into this super tight kind of wing T single uh, wing offense and collect everybody within about five yards of the football. Yeah, it's uh, it's a chore to prepare for, for sure. Uh, I've pulled what little hair I've got out over the course <laughs> of uh, the York preparation. And uh, th- like you said, you know, they're, they're getting a phone booth and that single wing stuff, and they can spread you out with some really talented uh, track-style athletes on the perimeter. Uh, and so, you know, I tell you every week, assignment football, sound football on the defensive side, uh, and pursuing the football and tackling is, is our only hope. Pursuit and tackling, their only hope. Help me, Obi-Wan. You're my only hope. The Panthers will need a lot of hope as they get set to take on an extremely talented York team and a team that, as we discussed in that interview, can beat you multiple ways offensively. 
Panthers head coach Derek Samber. Thanks for joining us there. When we come back, we close out the program with that York team in Jamestown. Head coach Derwin Wright on the program when we return. It's the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. The high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Our final segment as we get set to close out the program, taking the same trip that the Stone Memorial Panthers will take on Friday night from Crossville and Stone Memorial to Jamestown. We head to York to talk to head coach Derwin Wright, who may very well be thinking the same thing that Derek Samber at Stone Memorial is. This might be our toughest test to date. Here's head coach Derwin Wright of the Dragons on that test exactly. Coach, uh, last week, last Friday night, uh, a really impressive win on the road at Oneida, 28 to nothing. Uh, that zero is kind of what I want to concentrate on first. What went so well for your defense, able to put up uh, a shutout against a really good Oneida team at their house? Well, they're just playing solid. Everybody's doing their job. I think uh, Michael Wall had a really good night. Blake Bulls, a sophomore linebacker for us, uh, he, he really played well. Uh, and our outside linebackers, Bryson Bilbury and Joseph Linder, they did a good job. And then on the back end, everybody was, you know, kept everything in front. Uh, just, just, you know, and, and Mark Winningham, big week, and they had a good, good defensive game plan. You guys have done a really good job of that overall this year. Uh, how proud are you of this team for stepping up to the plate and playing as a team? It's one thing for us to talk about a lot of the athletes you've got, like Michael Wall, like Aiden Sweat Thomas, like Bilberry, and you've got a lot of them. But you really, on both sides of the ball, the the way they play as a unit, how proud are you as a coach, and maybe how much easier does that make your job at times? Well, it, 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 you know, we've uh, had some goals set, and, and uh, you know, we didn't have our best week of practice last week. We Miles didn't practice uh, until Thursday. We had uh, Logan Pinnell, who's one of our tailbacks. He was out sick most of the week, uh, some other sickness. And, uh, you know, it, what really made me proud on Friday night was even with all that, guys stepped up, everybody just pulled together, and they played hard. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it, like you said, they're they're playing team football. And, uh, you know, we, if we win, we're we going to do it as a team. If we lose, we'll do it as a team. Sitting at 6-0, and 3-0 and in, in region play, you guys obviously, as we've talked about several times, have already uh, – done your bye week i almost said celebrated i don't know that it's a celebration um you've already done your bye week you've had your bye week so four games here left down the stretch uh how are you feeling in terms of where the team is at considering you've got four really good opponents here down the line and and certainly uh nowhere to rest exactly you know we we we've got really good measuring stick this friday night and another one next friday night uh both both are really really solid football teams uh do a lot do a lot of things offensively uh and defensively i think uh you know stone's got a really really good athletic defense so uh uh you know we we've got to uh we've got to really practice hard and then like you said the measuring stick the next next couple of weeks is going to show us you know really where we're at uh as far as the football team you brought him up, Stone Memorial Friday night. Uh, you know, obviously, athletes all around the field, really talented on both sides of the ball. Uh, but the guy everyone's going to talk about, everyone's going to concentrate on, 
that quarterback, Nick Osmond, a senior, a leader, uh, and certainly capable of, of turning something into way more, uh, nothing into way more than something. What is your defense, having played so well throughout the year, gotten better each week? What do they have to do this week to limit a really talented uh, athlete uh, with both his legs and his arm? Well, you just you said it. You know, he's a, he, he's a dual threat uh, uh, and does a great job. Uh, the, the running back is 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 a good little back. Uh, runs hard, finds finds the crease. You know, and uh, offensive line is aggressive. Uh, they're going to be one of more of the aggressive teams that we played this year, if not the most aggressive team. So, you know, we're going to have to we're going to have to match that aggressiveness, and uh, we've got to. You know, last year we turned the ball over when we played them four times in the first half, and we we you know you can't you can't do that and expect to win a ball game. So, we've got to play fundamentally solid, and uh, you know they're they're going to be a great test for our defense and uh, our D line up front. And uh, like you said, he's a, he's he's a He's an excellent football player. He's making great decisions, and uh, you know that shares the ball. I mean, you know, you, you, you don't, they don't just throw to one person. So, you know, there's a and and he is also like you said a dual threat for us. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good test for our defense. Nick Osmond, senior starting quarterback for Stone Memorial, certainly a test for any defense. But York will also provide a massive test. For the defense of Stone Memorial, it's going to be a great one in Jamestown. If you've got no other plans, I want to head up there on Friday night as the Panthers visit the Dragons. That was Dragons head coach Derwin Wright joining us there. If you missed Stone Memorial head coach Derek Samber or any of our other guests tonight, you can always go check them out as we put the entire show up in podcast form on ucsportsnation.com, posted to Facebook as well. UC Sports Nation. Go check it out. I'm Colin Castleberry. This has been the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders.